You're listening to the Movie Know-It-All podcast on the Know-It-All Network. We've got more Know-It-All episodes on the way, but in the meantime, please enjoy this throwback episode from our early days. If you want more, check out our Patreon for access to exclusive content, as well as our entire back catalog of awesome episodes. Thank you all again for listening and supporting us. And remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Here on RGB Titan Radio, we are the 956. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I'm Bob. And you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Preferably honey roasted nuts. Right? <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Speaking of nuts, dude, like, wow. Okay. Uh quick, quick, uh, quick back backstory to uh, to this episode. Uh the gods apparently don't want us to uh to do this episode. Apparently yeah, the awesomeness. Apparently, the awesomeness is just too big to to contain, you know. <laughs> and, these, and these things happen, sir. This is what happens when you when you dare to discuss the dark night. Yeah, know? exactly. And uh, quite possibly the most important, uh, the most important outing, cinematic outing that the Dark Knight has ever uh, gone through, and basically changed movie history. Would you yes, say? Sir. Oh yeah, most definitely. Okay, so our last episode, we discussed the many inca- uh, cinematic incarnations of, of uh, Batman. Uh, we discussed uh, his, his very first appearance in, in the uh, uh, the movie serials of the 40s. We discussed the 66 uh, TV series. We discussed uh, his newer incarnations, uh, you know, directed by Zack Snyder in the new DC universe. But now we're going to be discussing... The Batman that we all grew up with, or at least Bob and I grew up with, the one that Most made definitely. us like like realize, at least for me, I can speak for myself on this. This is what made me realize that Batman was my favorite superhero. Okay, same, absolutely same. And and Batman kind of took me out of. He helped me graduate from my childhood uh, um, interests of uh the ninja turtles and transformers and turned me into like like a comic uh you know he got me he got me into the into uh, uh comics and reading comics and and uh uh watching getting into all the different superheroes mm-hmm. you know? most def- yeah most definitely so uh, so about go ahead no i was gonna say a lot of people like a lot of guys our age like um our first real introduction to a, a superhero was christopher reeve's superman yeah. Um, it was absolutely astonishing and amazing. It still looks good for its time. Like, if you go back and you watch it now, it's still one of those, like, holy shit, that's such a good movie. But yeah. there was this, like, what a fucking grand moment that this Batman was. Like, what mm-hmm. a tone, what a shift that it set. And it wasn't even that it shifted so much from the actual medium of Batman. Because if you read the comics, it was already getting pretty dark in the comics. Like, at this yeah. point, it had already been pretty dark and gritty and violent, and yeah, it was Frank Miller had Yeah, Frank Miller had already come out with The Dark Knight Returns, and yeah. uh, uh, they had already done The Killing Joke, which yeah, is two, two, of the most inf- two, influ- two of the most influential Batman stories of the 80s. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, it was such a fascinating, um, like, just turn, especially... So, like, anybody who who's uh, met me or known me and, or had a conversation long enough with me uh, will know that the very first movie I ever saw in theaters was this movie. It was Batman. Um, my parents took me to go see this. I'd never been to a movie theater before. Uh, I'd never seen the inside of a theater. I didn't know what a theater was. Um, they explained it to me. You know, my dad uh, and my mom sat me down and told me it was this big room. There's going to be a lot of people and basically a giant, giant TV. Mm-hmm. And like the volume was going to be really fucking loud. And I was like, okay, like, but they told me we were going to go see Batman. Now, my only knowledge of Batman at that point in time was Adam West. Yeah. So, as was you know, everybody's I, at the time, you know, like, yeah. And like, I don't ever remember seeing a trailer or a preview. Like, it was just something that didn't just, it just went under my radar, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I, or that, or I may have just been too young to remember. Like, but I can remember uh, walking into that theater and I can remember looking around at everybody and being really fucking nervous and freaked out. And I can remember sitting in the theater with my parents and it going dark and all these previews are coming out. And, um, you know, your movie starts and you, you have this moment where these two guys, you know, attack a family in an alleyway yeah. and like... They're there on the rooftop and they're having an argument about some guy named Johnny Gobbs. <laughs> hey, Johnny, Johnny Gobbs got ripped and took a walk off a walk off a rooftop. No big loss. <laughs> exactly. And like, like the talk, like the, the talk that 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 they hear, right? Like the the if and I didn't catch this as a kid watching it, but they're talking about like uh, he went straight down, no blood. And then the other guy goes, no shit. It was all over the pavement. Like yeah. what comic book movie at the time talked like that? Yeah, it was real. It was very like gritty and noir. It was real dark and fucking creepy. And then like, I'll never forget watching him descend in the background. In the background. <laughs> just so silently. And like he just glides to the ground and no one hears him, no one sees him. And I'm like, what in the fuck is that? <laughs> and like they do the big reveal, and he's in he's from head to toe garbed in black. Mm-hmm. It was like a Dracula movie. Yeah. Like to this day I tell people it's actually a really frightening moment. Like because I can it's, remember Yeah, it's that, like a horror movie. It's mm-hmm. like a horror movie, you know, like like these two guys that they're talking and everything, everything about the Batman is done in the background, you know, yeah. like he's not at the forefront. He's not the only time, like the first time you actually see him out of shadow is when the yeah. bad guys see him. Yeah. And it was it was honestly, if you go back and you watch it, it was really honestly like a Simpsons joke. Yeah. <laughs> Like you can see, like like Homer and Bart talking about Bigfoot and how he doesn't exist, and then Bigfoot just kind of walking around in the background, sort of thing. He's right like behind me, isn't he? Of, yeah, <laughs> like they're talking about the myth that is Batman. Like it's still a myth in Gotham City. Like yeah. the people who see it, who see the Batman go mad or they die. Like it's fucking freaky. It's a freaky thought. And like over here, you have this guy who's just like it's horse shit. Like, it's a load of bullshit. And there he is. Like, he's coming. And it's such a fucking, like, weird moment to watch, especially when, like, all I'd ever known of Batman is, na-na-na-na-na-na. Yeah. Like, 
Like, so, Batman announces his presence to the villains, you know? Yeah. Like, he's like, like, you criminals are going down, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, he was real, like, guess who's here, motherfucker, about everything. <laughs> like, Make sure like you brush your teeth and eat your vitamins. <laughs> th- like, yeah, like, it was, it was honestly, that, now that you mention it that way, it was, it's Hulk Hogan versus Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> it really is, like, it's 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 that that NWO black and white Batman. <laughs> That's funny. You and say that. and like it's true. I mean, if you really think about it, because it used like Adam West was real like kicked the door open and like like guess who's here? Batman. Yeah. And like Michael Keaton just sort of landed and it's like Batman's here. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're all gonna die now. <laughs> and and I can remember my initial thought being, oh. It's a it's a fake Batman, like it's a bad Batman. It's an evil yeah. Batman. Like an Adam West will be here any minute. To <laughs> yeah. play. And then comes that moment where he dangles him over the edge of a building, which is like Adam West never did that. Yeah. Like, like Adam West never hung anybody like over the edge of a building and threatened. Adam West climbed buildings. He didn't hang anybody over it. Yeah, dude. Like. Like usually when it came to Adam West in a building, like people would peek their heads up and like, "Hey, Batman!" Like the the biggest star at the time, you know. (laughs) Yeah, and like here he is dangling this guy, and boy, do they really fucking show you that there's nothing but concrete below. Yep. Like that shot is still frightening and iconic to me. Like the dog running in the alley, and his feet just dangling there, and like, like. I'm not gonna kill you. Like, oh my god, dude. Like to this day, like His voice. Yeah, dude. I, I go back and I watch that scene and like every time feels like the first time. I still get really, really excited. Um watching that scene, like watching that moment, and, and especially to know where the rest of the movie goes now. But yeah. as a kid, I can remember being like, oh, that's Batman. Yeah. Like this isn't the blue and gray campy. He comes owl. across as a villain. Yeah. Like there is no Robin here. Like it's just Batman. And man, like what an evil fucker he turns. He starts <laughs> out to be. Like it's frightening. He he handles it like a villain. So, so with that being said, man, like I I I remember. Seeing, seeing the, uh, uh, knowing that a Batman movie was coming out, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I had gone to see, I think it was Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, yeah. which came out a year before this, and they had a poster of just the bat symbol, like yeah. just the bat symbol, the black. It was all black, and they had the yellow bat symbol, and then it said Summer of 1989. Yeah, I think I think it came out June 28th, 1989. Yeah. So uh, I had known that it was coming out. They were, yeah, they were really. Uh, I mean, we'll get into this in a little bit, but but they they really didn't. Let, let me let me just just get to my experience. I had no, I knew that the, that that Batman was 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 coming right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re- I specifically remember the day. So I was at home. I was eight years old at the time. And uh, shows my age, right? I was eight years old at the time, and my cousins came over. Okay, my my older cousins, and they stopped by to drop something off because my aunt had had sent something uh, to my mom, 
And uh, they said, hey, uh, you know, we're going to drop this off. We're on our way to the movies. And me being the 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 annoying little cousin, I'm like, oh, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. What are you going to go see? We're going to go see Batman. Oh, my crap. I want to go see Batman. I'm going to go see Batman. <laughs> so, of course, you know, my, my mom gave me 10 bucks and, and forced my cousins to take me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so like I was the annoying does. little kid. Yeah, you know, like the mom does. So I saw this movie in the theater with, with my cousins. And and I got to tell you, man, like I I – that movie opened up my eyes because at, up until that point, I had seen nothing but kids' movies. You know, this is the first adult movie that I actually went to go see in the theaters, okay? And, like, like the, exactly the way you described that opening scene, man, it was terrifying. It was unlike anything I had ever seen in my entire life up until that point. And yeah. when, when Batman said, I'm Batman, and he tosses the guy over, and he he jumps off the building, off the building. <laughs> and the music swells, and the oh, guy man. just, like, he looks like he just lost his mind. You can see his mind crack. Yeah. He looks, over, he looks over and sees nothing there, and you could see on his face his mind just like, okay, I'm insane now. They need to put me in Arkham. Like, I'm, I'm like, tie me up in a, in a, in a freaking straitjacket. Like, I'm done. Did you ever and, and, did you ever notice that like in that movie it would take the Joker to give people chemicals to make them go mad and laugh and all <laughs> yeah. Batman had to do was appear exactly just to make say somebody one, go mad with laughter. Uh, the only thing he ever said to that guy was, "I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me." That's yeah. all he had to say, right? So. Uh, and, and even then, at that at that age, I knew it was all downhill from there, man. It was oh, all yeah, down here. Right? Where, where are you going to go from there? Yeah, like that. Yeah, as far as I was concerned, the movie could have ended right there and I'd be happy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it, so it has. I, I, I got to say this, though. Like, I have seen. Um, I have seen some Batman shit. Okay. <laughs> like, I, like yeah. I have seen some bat shit. Like, I've seen Batman start off quite a few minutes. Yeah. And, and, like, I gotta tell you, there's only two movies in Batman lore uh, on on film anyway that start where you're like, where do you go from here? And like both films take take you in a delightful fucking adventure. But um, I dare say the only other Batman movie that starts off as strong is The Dark Knight. Uh, is them because in in this one it's the the lore of Batman starts off the movie yeah. and the other one is the lore of the Joker that starts off the movie. Uh -huh. And like, what are you? I'm Batman. Is is almost a, is is as strong a line to me, or this line is as strong as what are you? I'm Batman. Is what do you believe in? And I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Yep. Like that moment is really like, oh. Yeah, their their right. philosophies in word in word, you know, like it's they they yeah. state their philosophy, they state their character and and their what they're there to do in that yeah. first line, you know. It's such a grand statement of like, okay, that's your character. What do we do now? Yep, exactly. And like the original Batman did that so fucking well, like just him gliding off the building, like after that moment, and the guy just. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like just laughing at what he saw, and I'm like, "What happens now?" You know what I mean? Like, and, and the movie does take um, quite a bit of a slow turn right afterwards, 
Yeah, um, it kind of doesn't pick seeing... up again for a while. Like it, 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 yeah. it, it kind of just like, I mean, it, it's it's setting up everything that 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 needs to happen in the second act and everything. The first act really drags. Very um, much. Very really drags much. Because because you've got you've got several stories uh, uh, going together. Like you've got the mayor trying to make the the bicentennial party. Uh, you've got uh, boss like Grissom. In this movie. <laughs> yeah, you've got boss Grissom uh, trying to uh, uh, trying to deal with Harvey Dent and, and the prosecution by Jack Palance. Might I add? Yeah, you know. God, I love Jack Palance. I, I miss Jack Palance. I miss the villainy that yeah. was Jack Palance. He he didn't. What's his name? Christopher Walken got all the attention that Jack Palance should have. <laughs> like, I think Jack Palance was just as weird, had mm -hmm. just as unique of a voice, had just as strange of a delivery. Like, he was, you know what he always kind of reminded me of? An evil Clint Eastwood. Okay, I can see that. It's like funny Jack because Palance. they did westerns together. <laughs> yeah. And Jack and Palance Jack always Palance. played the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like an evil Clint Eastwood. And I think that, like, he always really was, and and like his character, like you almost forget he's in it, like because he he is the end of the first act. Yeah, like he's the end of Act One. Is Boss it's Grisham because of it's because of him that we get the Joker. You know, right. he's the reason. Like, if you think about and, it, like he it, it it almost feels like the Joker blames two people on like what happened to him, like Batman yeah. and Grisham. And yeah. he fixes one of those problems really Real quick. quick. Yeah, exactly. Like, he unfucks that situation pretty fucking fast. Yeah. Like, so boy barely got out the shower. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah, man, like, like you get, you get that storyline and, and you get, you get all these conversing storylines and always in the background is this myth of the Batman, you know, like, uh, Robert Wool plays, plays his character, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Knox. Uh, Knox. Alexander Knox. That's right. So he's kind of like the eyes of the uh, uh, of the audience, or at least in the first half of the movie, he's the eyes of the audience. Like he comes right. in and says, uh, "Commissioner, or, or uh, yeah, uh, uh, is there a six foot bat in Gotham City? If so, Lieutenant is he on the Eckhart. <laughs> yeah. Lieutenant Eckhart, is there a six foot bat in Gotham City? And if so, is he on police payroll?" And if so, what's he pulling down? After taxes. After taxes. <laughs> like, what a fucking... And it, it's weird because, like, here's the thing. Like, and we just said it right now. The, the first act is really slow, but in reality, it really isn't. It's not a slow first act. The problem is, is it starts way too hard. Yeah. Like, it started <laughs> way too strong. Yeah. They I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's slow pace-wise. I'm saying it's slow compared to, to everything else that happens in the movie. You know? Yeah. It, it is the slowest part of the movie. But that being said, it sets up a lot. The, the, the plot of this movie <laughs> is very, very condensed. Like, it's very... Yeah. Like, there's a lot in, in it. Okay? It almost feels like it's, it's, it, it's, it's perfect in a weird way because it stops just short of convoluted. Yeah. And here's the thing. If we were to sit right now and explain the entire plot to you, it get, it sounds really convoluted. Like, I can't imagine pitching this to an executive in Hollywood. And like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, just get Batman <laughs> to beat people up. Like, 
it's a very convoluted plot. It starts one way and goes a completely different turn. Mm-hmm. And it seems like such a strange and bizarre turn. And then fucking Batman is involved and he's like, he scientifically figures out how to unfuck the turn. And like, <laughs> you're like, what are you yeah. fucking talking about? He's a scientist. We barely tap into the fact that Batman figures out how to reverse the chemical effect of the Joker's toxin. That, like, that's we, another thing. Yeah, like that's another thing that that this movie does that a lot of the other Batman movies don't, except for Christopher yeah. Nolan's Batman, is yeah. that Batman is a brilliant, brilliant mind. In the mm-hmm. comics, he's he's called the uh, the world's greatest detective, and mm-hmm. um, his mind is is he, he's he's so analytical and so like brilliant in the way he he uh, he investigates criminals that mm-hmm. his only his the only person who can actually uh, excuse me. Who, who like the only villain that can come close to his intellect is a Joker. Maybe right. even or not Joker, uh, the Riddler. Maybe even uh, uh, Ra's al Ghul, and only because Ra's al Ghul's been around for centuries. Yeah, right? I was like, I was gonna say that. I was like, yeah, only because he's lived like seven. Yeah, like- but but in this movie, we tap into him being an actual detective, and mm-hmm. him like being able like like his smarts. You tap into his smarts. Um, such a good noir movie. That's the thing. What year does this movie take place in? Exactly. You well, don't no. know. You you'll no. never know. Yeah, because like, it, this it's movie a, comes it's a out perfect capsule in time. This like, movie God knows came what out. Time. This movie came out in 1989, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't know it. The only way you could tell that this movie came out in 1989 is the Prince music. Right. You know that yeah. really dates. That's it, really the only thing that dates it. Yeah. Like even because, there's the, the cars are old and some of them are new. Some of them are fucking like I don't even know what that fucking vehicle is. Yeah. Like they're the the phones are modern. Yeah, like they, computers. They, they have computers. They, they, they have, have computers. Telephones. They have typewriters too. Yeah, like you it's know? weird. It's it's very hard to like pinpoint like the moment in time. See, there are certain movies, and I'm going to use this film as an example, even though I rarely ever use this as an example because I don't like this movie. <laughs> uh, it it follows. Um, it follows tried really, really, really hard to like you'll never know what era this is. But everything they did, they tried hard. They just failed a lot of the time. Yeah. Like Bat- Batman, so effortlessly, like who cares what moment in time it is? Like it's a moment in time that we need Batman, and isn't that what Batman always is? Like he's yeah. there for us in the moment we need him. Like exactly. it's it's perfect, which is why to this day it's still a perfect movie to me. Like yeah. the original Batman is is perfect in every way, and it's super easy to nitpick it. But that's any movie. Like you yeah. can sit and nitpick. The, everybody can sit there and tell you that the Dark Knight is better, and it is. It's a better movie. Yeah. But if you if you sit and think about it, it's really like, boy, you're really hoping that you're lucky at every turn here, buddy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you can nitpick any fucking movie, and you exactly. can fucking pick on on anything about Batman. Like there's a whole lot to pick on. Don't get me wrong, but as a movie. It's it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's it's everything about it is flawless. It's one that I, I still I want to show my my like my kids and everything. Like I have two stepdaughters mm-hmm. that like at some point I plan on showing this movie to them. Like yeah. they're yet to they're yet to see the original Batman movie. Bro, I just showed them um Poltergeist yesterday. Ooh. And I was so fucking proud of, wow. of my oldest one because she's so she gets so terrified of everything. Wow. 
And that's and a like, really scary movie. Like, yeah, it it's, is. it's not an R-rated horror movie like at all. But man, it, it, it's it's it's, it's a scary scary. movie. Like, I like to tell people that too. I'm like, like that, that's why I've I've told people since I saw it. I was like, Insidious is one of the best things I've seen since Poltergeist. Yeah. Like, they they really proved that you can make a PG-13 horror movie yeah. and not and not have it be all jump scares, and you can build atmosphere and make things creepy. And that's what what fucking Poltergeist did. And it was neat to like show her that so there's like certain movies that i'm still getting like gearing up to show her i showed her jurassic park last week um i showed them the witches last week and oh, wow. okay. just yeah. in time for the remake yeah yeah no kidding directed by robert and, zemeckis <laughs> and i'm i'm getting ready to show them um batman and like the thing is is like certain things weird them out and they're both weirded out by clowns so oh, like okay. the Joker creeps them out like like one anyway you slice the Joker it's a clown yeah they don't like it so like you know when when you show them a Joker it's very difficult to to show them one that isn't frightening I'd have to start with Suicide Squad and um, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that like I was telling I was telling my wife like maybe we'll show them Birds of Prey but like I do want to show them. Batman. I want to show them the original Batman. Like, yeah, they're big into Teen Titans and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, you can ease them. You can ease them into it by showing them maybe like uh, uh, Mask of the Phantasm or 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 one of the animated series. Yeah, even like the Lego Batman movie. I was considering showing them, but like, yeah. I'm I'm I think they're like after Poltergeist. Like, and I told my oldest, I was like, how do you, how you feel? And she was especially like, especially that clown scene, that little clown yeah. doll. <laughs> Those were the two scenes I was worried about because gore freaks are out. Like blood and gore freaks are out, so I fast forwarded through the face tearing. Okay. Like I was, I was afraid of two scenes: the face tearing and the clown scene. I was okay. like, both of those scenes are gonna fuck her up. And like, I was more worried about the clown scene. I was like, okay, but like, the face tearing, I don't want her to see because gore weirds her out. She doesn't like it. Yeah. Like she gets real like, I'm not supposed to be watching this. Like when she says <laughs> blood, blood and gore. Yeah. So like. Uh, when it when it came to that, I wanted like I was like, okay, well, nothing happens with the doll. The kid ends up beating the shit out of the doll anyway. Yeah. Like if she can handle that, like she's okay. So like I was like, how do you feel? And she's like, good. And I'm like, how'd you like the movie? And she's like, it was great. It was real good. And I was like, was it? And she's like, yeah, because she's terrified that I'm gonna show her something really mortifying one day. And I am, but she's not ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Like she's not ready yet. And I told her, I'm like, you know, when I was your age, I was terrified of this movie. Like, this is a really hard movie for me to watch by myself when I was a kid. Uh, like, and you did it. Like, you sat through it. And like, so, I'm proud of you. And that, that's 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 another thing that this movie did was it made the Joker scary. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, at the time, uh, since since the Joker's uh, first appearance, he was, he was a murderous clown. Like, when he first appeared... Right. He was a straight up murderous clown. Uh, when 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 uh, in Batman of the sixties and, and the seventies or whatever, he was turned into this um, uh, merry mischief maker. You know, like he yeah, was, yeah. like he he had uh, he had the trick cards, the trick, you know, whatever. But he, he was wasn't like really a murderous. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like he, he was. was he was he was a trickster, you know, like he was yeah. he was just uh yeah, like Jane Silent Bob, Mary Mischief Maker, you know. So yeah. uh popping fire was an, <laughs> he, he was an obnoxious rube. Yeah, exactly. you know, like this movie turned him into a fucking nightmare, dude. Like 
There so, are kids who were fucking having nightmares about fucking Jack Nicholson under their bed, and it had nothing to do with The Shining. So Strange. just like Batman, just like Batman, his entrance when he when he when he comes back from being scarred and turned into the Joker, oh, he's he like he shows up in the background again. He's he's he shows up similarly to 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 Batman, and he had uh uh what do you call it? He shows up there in the dark. Meanwhile, Grissom is is just uh you know. He thinks that Jack is dead. Okay? Yeah. And when, sure turns, <laughs> and when he sees when he sees a Joker there, like you see the look on his face, he's terrified. And then we see, and then we see his face, and he goes, oh, "Jack is dead, my friend. You can call me Joker." And as you can see, I'm a lot happier. A lot happier. And Ugh. my God, like he is just terrifying. Like when I was oh, first God. saw him as a kid, dude. dude like th- this, this. <laughs> It it at at the time like like uh, killer clowns from outer space scared me right, mm-hmm. but this this like just replaced killer clowns on the top of my list at the time you know because like this guy was scary he was actually killing a guy you know like with no and laughing and like, laughing at it thing about it you know? dude like and Jack Palance dies so well because he shakes like he's being electrocuted yeah like you can you can feel the nerves in his body being ripped apart by the bullets <laughs> yeah like and jack nicholson is just like the more he like shakes and like stiffens like the harder he laughs at him and it's like that's a precedence you've set like it <laughs> yeah. really is and and i can dude i can remember being a kid in the movie theater and watching that part because you can see him in the dark you can see yeah. there's something wrong with his face yeah and yet like you you can't like see him all that well and then it's followed immediately by the facelift scene yeah like that scene is followed by him in a fucking like in a back alley doctor's office with like rusty equipment like covered in dried blood yeah and like which when you watch it in hd it's paint (laughs) it's it's, it's It's pretty bad Like you, you forget that Tim Burton is is very much a stage guy until you yeah. see HD. <laughs> and like, it, yeah, and and I can remember just that that scene. The you know you understand the nerves were completely severed, Mister Napier. <laughs> yeah, and he's laugh. He's like laughing. The the laugh, dude. I had, I can remember having nightmares about that laugh. Like yeah, him just laughing in the dark, and he breaks the light bulb, and he walks out stumbling like fucked up on the fucking pain meds that he's on yeah and stumbles out laughing hysterically to follow it with that scene with Jack Palance and I can remember him um doing the that that line that Jack is dead my friend like yeah. you can joker but if you really listen when he says you can between the words you can call me and joker when he steps into the light yeah it sounds like a sword unsheaths yeah Pull the the bow across the strings on the violin. It like, like it sounds like it's a sword coming out, and I can remember that noise, like legitimately making me jump as a child, like making me jump in my seat. Like seeing him come out into the light, like that face in that makeup, like hard lighting, because it's a it's a hard light he steps into. Yeah, and like you see his green hair and his red lips and how they're like pulled up and shit like that. Yeah, which was such a fucking cool thing that they did. Like the that they actually did his face was like 
twisted up the nerves they, right they put they put the prosthetic on on his face to make it look like he had this permanent smile which was fucking know? brilliant dude which is such a yeah. brilliant idea and uh, like it, i can remember that scene scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> the, the thing that used to give me nightmares was his laugh like jack nicholson's laugh in that movie yeah he, he enjoyed way too much and he he delivered that character so well it was one of those things that made me like I can remember when the, I was I was old enough to be angry about Heath Ledger being cast as the Joker, <laughs> and I was like, "What a stupid fucking idea that is!" Like yeah. I can remember being so angry, like, "Really? Like Verona from Ten Things I Hate About You? Like <laughs> the Knight's Tale kid is gonna be the fucking yeah. Joker? Like, good job. That's because I was an avid defender of Batman Begins." Like yeah. everybody was like, Batman Begins was kind of boring. I'm like, your mom's boring. What? <laughs> it, is, Batman Begins. Like, it is funny, man, because like you juxtapose the horror of the Joker reveal. And then as soon as he starts shooting, the Joker waltz tr- comes on. And it's like the yeah. circus, the circus waltz. Like, nah, nah, nah. as he's killing the guy and blood is squirting all over the place. And he's like dancing as he's shooting. And like, it's, yeah, he, he brings such a twisted, twisted sense of humor to the Joker. Like, yeah. it's not just the the chaotic nature that, like, Heath Ledger, like, really, like, dabbed in. Like, how the more destructive things were, the funner it was to him. Yeah. Whereas, like, Jack Nicholson's Joker was real, like, I have nothing more to lose, and I'm gonna turn this fucking town into a circus. Yeah. And, like... It was it was just so weird watching, especially when you go back and you watch it and you hear like some of the lines he delivers. They're so Joker without being Joker. Like mm-hmm. it's so Joker before you realize who the Joker was. Like we have grown so attached to that character that so so much so it got its own movie. Mm-hmm. Like can you imagine if in '89 somebody said we're gonna make a Joker movie, no Batman? Yeah. Like yeah, that's like, gonna fold over in the middle of bat in the middle of Batmania. Like why would we ever do that? Like makes no sense. And like you look at just like like thirty years later, and they did. Like we have we've grown this really strange attachment to that character via the cartoon, via the movies, uh, via the comic books, and like Tim Burton as somebody who. Um, is so often thought to be somebody who didn't read comics, really seemed to grasp the understanding of of um, Alan Moore's Joker and the Killing Joke. Yeah, because that's what this was. Like Very Jack much Nicholson, so. Jack Nicholson was Alan Moore's Joker turned up to eleven. Like, we had never seen the uh, origin of the Joker. Uh, the 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 first time that we had ever seen anything like this was Alan Moore. Like Alan Moore came I, up with a backstory. And they they adapted that backstory for this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, ever since ever since then, you know that that's kind of been the default uh, uh, background to the Joker. But the whole the whole thing about Batman being the reason why the Joker came forward is an is a is a is a great commentary on the whole thing. Like, is is Batman really good for the city, or is he right. just forcing the criminals to? to go one step further, you know? Yeah. Is he, is he a lamp in a world full of moths? Like, is he, yeah. 
here. Exactly. And and this is definitely one of the one of the things. But at the same time, uh they already painted Nicholson or, or Jack Napier as a a uh, borderline psychopath. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he was already kind of there. He crossed the border. <laughs> yeah, you know? And then he, he, he like, leaped across the border by miles, you know? Yeah. But He blew but, the fucking thing up behind him. <laughs> but you have this you have this villain in this movie that throughout years and years of established Comic-Con continuity, you give him this, finally, a reason to have the rivalry that they would, from th- from this point on, the rivalry that they would have forever. The you know the 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 stuck between uh the immovable object and the unstoppable force you know, and this is the first time that you actually see that kind of come forward in film at least. Yeah, and 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 this was I guess this was this was well was definitely prior to the you and I are destined to do this dance forever. Yeah, like like that became the the that sort of I noticed became the the symbol of its immortality of. The, the forever struggle between the Batman and Joker uh, yeah. was was the Dark Knights. Um, you and I are destined to do this dance forever because uh, Michael Keaton's Batman had no problem uh, unfucking that situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, very much so. Yeah. And, and like, again, this is my where I get very defensive of... Uh, of Affleck, when they're like, man, he, how many people got killed? And I'm like, probably a lot less than the Axis Chemical building that got blown up at the end of the first <laughs> What do I know? Like, I've only, I only witnessed him murder a bunch of people. Like, you know he stuffed dynamite in some guy's pants in Batman Returns, right? <laughs> like, you think he made it? And I, I'd like to think that this is a different Batman. Like, like this is this is very much a Batman of its time. And, yeah, but... You know, I, I never really had a problem with Batman killing anybody uh, unless it was it was of the world. Batman yeah. in this world, in this Gotham City, he of course he would kill. You know, of course right. he was because he's crazy. He's insane. He's an insane and it's, man. And he's it's not the real world. That yeah, in. like he's I mean, if, if this were DC Comics, he'd be the Punisher, like straight up. Like he has right. no problem. He has no problem. Uh uh, or not DC Marvel. If this was Marvel, like he'd be the Punisher. Like he had no problem uh, 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 killing bad guys. The thing about this Batman, though, is that his his morals is is very muddied. It's very like you yeah. know, like he he doesn't really have a uh, uh, um, what's what's the word? He doesn't have a, a, a moral compass other than the bad guys must be punished or right. you know stop you know whatever. But then again, the only crime that you see him stop, actually stop, is at the beginning. You right. Know? Everything right. else has to do with him. Yeah. And see, the other thing was, yeah. is like, it, it's real like, how do you decide which of them is bad enough to die and, and which is, is not bad, not so bad that you don't let him go? Because yeah. like, you, I always remember the fight, uh, the big fight scene. Where like he beats the shit out of everybody, and Bob is the only one standing there with his knife, <laughs> yeah. and he just like, come on, and like Bob drops his knife and bails, and I'm like, well, that was your fucking Johnny Frost there, dude. Like, why didn't you get him? Yeah. Like, like if if that's your Joker, that was like Bob's your Johnny Frost in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like people tend to forget that Joker had a right hand man for a good long while, and Johnny Frost. Yeah. And like, 
Um, have, dude, have you ever read uh, Brian Arizello's Joker? I have. Yeah. Comic? You, like, you, you lent me the book and I read it. Ah, that's right. I, I let you borrow that one. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they, they managed to actually do that when it came out before The Dark Knight and they had no idea what Heath Ledger looked like as the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd never seen him. So, yeah. like, the fact that he looks so much like Heath Ledger's Joker was complete and totally accidental. Like, it was a total accident, but it's bizarre. And, like, I love that comic because the whole thing takes place from the eyes of Johnny Frost. Mm-hmm. Like, everything takes place from his eyes. And, like... Bob's your Johnny Frost in this movie. And, and like, because you know what's really fucked up? What I've always found really fucked up? They fleshed out Johnny Frost way better in Suicide Squad than they did the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Like, they did. They fleshed out Johnny Frost Johnny Frost better. I was like, dude, like, let's not focus. Let's, like, I, I'm fine with you fleshing out Johnny Frost that way. Like, and they made him look like a real badass in that movie. Like, nah, he doesn't shake hands. Sit down. Like, yeah. just being real, like, like he doesn't have to hurt you. Like, I'm trying to stop him from hurting you. Like, I'm here to help you out. Like, yeah. you don't understand. Well, that's the only reason I'm here is so he doesn't just blow you up because you pissed him off. <laughs> like, and I, and I like that because I'm like, okay, because I don't feel that from this Joker. But again, mm-hmm. we didn't give him the opportunity. Like, he, like, like Jared Leto didn't get, didn't get the, the same opportunity that Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger did. No, no, he he was he was very much he was very much a uh, uh, a third tier player in that movie, which that, is so that wasn't weird. the focus. Like, yeah. like it's so weird. That he he should have been the main villain. He should have been the he main. Should have been. Like it would have beat the shit out of fucking. I can't even remember what her uh, enchantress and like. Yeah. The other guy. <laughs> Cara Devil Devilene Delavine. Delavine. No, no, it was just like. It was just one of those things where, like, even I remember when I went to go see that movie, I was like, why do you have the Joker in this if he's not the bad guy? Like, yep. that's a waste. If they wanted to do a real good, like, and that's because I don't, I really don't have a problem with Suicide Squad. I like that movie. Like, it's a good action think, movie. It's a very good action movie. It is. I don't think it deserves, like, anywhere near the type of hate it gets. No. I mean, sure, if you guys were expecting good, the bad, and the ugly, I was expecting <laughs> Escape from L.A., and I got it. Yeah. So like I don't know what y'all are mad about. Yeah, I was expecting more of like like Dirty Dozen or something like that, but you know. yeah, like even because though- because David Ayer is such a great director, man. Like for he real, like, he's such a great director and he's a great storyteller. But he's uh, you know, are you? But it, are, did, did, I, I gotta ask because we're we're on the superhero trip a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna deviate just just a wee bit from. Uh, uh, I gotta ask you. Did did you hear about um? Uh, the the new Marvel thing that they're doing, because like the phase two of the Avengers is is it looks like it's going to be X Men. It's yeah. going to be the, the phase two of the Avengers. Like now they're that they do have the Secret Wars, right? Like now that they have X Men, like of course, why wouldn't you, right? Yeah. So like, apparently, um, Shia LaBeouf got offered a multi deal, uh, contract with the mm-hmm. movie. And with 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 Marvel, and apparently originally he, they wanted him to play Moon Knight, which is yeah. a crackhead Batman. Yeah, like it's just a cracked out Batman. Like, and, and you know I'm all right with that, whatever. But Moon Knight is not a multi picture character. Like, well, ne- neither neither was Iron Man. Very true. Actually, you're very right. Yeah. Very true. Like, neither was Iron Man. Like it took Robert Downey to fucking save the shit out of that character. Yeah. But um, 
I think I've, if I read correctly, it was six or eight pictures. I don't see six or eight Moon Knight movies, but I do see six or eight X-Men movies. And like, I've been telling people and people are getting so mad at me because I'm like, you know, they're going to get him to play Wolverine, right? And people are like, don't say that. And I'm like, God, I, hope I, not. Think, like I, hope I see. Not. I, I think not. it's a good idea. I think no, he'll man. get it. They need a short, stocky guy. <laughs> He's short. You need to get a short, short, stocky guy. But he's not stocky. He's lean. He, he, he's thin and lean. He, and He is, but fucking Hugh Jackman was six foot two. Exactly. <laughs> no way. Okay, but let's let, let us not mince words and pretend that anybody had a problem with Hugh Jackman. Every, everybody's been pretty satisfied with Hugh Jackman since fucking uh, X-Men 1. Like I was fine. Been... I was fine with Hugh Jackman, but then again, he, I, I saw Hugh Jackman as Wolverine before I before I realized that Wolverine was five feet tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I know? get that. Like a lot of people forget that Wolverine's supposed to be really short. Yeah, but like, see, I like the idea of what's his name. Daniel Radcliffe was was vying for the role, and really? like, I, yes, I would love that. I was like, I think he'd nail it, dude. Like I think he I'm not saying LaBeouf won't nail it. I'm 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 actually like I'm saying that not only will he nail it, uh, he'll make everybody forget about Hugh Jackman. But yeah. you know, <laughs> and I mean, because if if they're smart, if they really wanted to introduce the X Men into the Avengers universe, uh-huh. like what they should do is do a standalone Hulk movie and build up to Hulk versus Wolverine at the end of the movie. Yeah, like that's how you introduce the X Men into that world. You throw Wolverine at everybody. And like, come on, man! Shia LaBeouf and Mark Ruffalo, like they <laughs> they nail it. It would be really good. Like, and I'm not I'm not an avid defender of Shia LaBeouf. I think he's good though, and I think that people have been like really hard on him. And I think it's it's one of those things that like we tend to forget that he was that he is he's a former child actor. Yeah. Like he grew up in that spotlight. We thr- they he was thrust into big Hollywood movies. When he wanted to be a fucking a renowned actor, he wanted to be fucking like Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. and like I'm not saying he's Daniel Day Lewis, but well, like, he he can be, and he's working his he way has, to that. Yeah, I was like, he has <laughs> the chops, and if he was gonna do a superhero movie and he was gonna jump in on eight pictures, like yeah. six to eight, like I don't know, dude. I think he'd nail it as Wolverine. I think he would fucking kill the role. I think he'd have a fucking good scream if they ever did a Berserker mode. Like, we're, and it's gonna. It, you you have to follow up with something really wild and action packed to to follow up after what they did with Logan, which yeah. is like, holy shit! Like, who'd have thought that Marvel would ever do their own version of a Dark Knight? Like, Logan, <laughs> Logan is incredible. Like from beginning to end, that's a flawless movie, and like it deserves more and more more praise than it gets. It really does. Yeah. But um, like I really hope. That Michael Keaton gets his his Logan um, with the with the Flash movie. Like I really hope we get something uh, really gritty and dark and amazing uh, with I, Michael Keaton replacing that. I hope so because I really think that uh, his Batman deserved deserved a uh, a swan song. It does you know I I really did, but you know at the same time it's like you have. You have uh, uh, all these different Batman that have been that you know all these different actors that have played Batman since then, you know, and the fact that he's getting another chance to play Batman, and it, it and it's it's him playing a, like a future Batman, is it? Yeah. Like uh, it, it's it, it's 
it as much as I love it and as much as it, it tickles my my nostalgia bone so hard, oh, it's yeah. stunt casting so hardcore, dude. Like, oh god, straight yeah, out. of course, dude. But like you know, I, I, I really like I said, I really do think this whole thing is gonna be the uh now that now that people have figured out um like space time continuums uh yeah. in movies uh, uh I, I i feel like this is just the safest way that you can wipe things out uh when things go bad with your actors or yeah. things go bad with your movies like how do we unfuck this we space time continuum this bitch <laughs> like because because yeah. because here's my thing like affleck is ready to to walk as Batman. He says he's got one more Batman movie in him, and I hope we get to see it. We're not going to see um, it. I don't think we are either. Uh, there's there's no way in hell that Warner is going to let go of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're most certainly not going to let go of Jason Momoa nope. as Aquaman anytime nope. soon. Um, Robert Pattinson has just jumped on as Batman, Henry Cavill's been up in the air about Superman for a while, and that's not even him, that's Warner. Mm-hmm. Um, not knowing if they're ready to recast him or not, but that's the thing. Um, if you do the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, well, this Earth exploded because Ben Affleck's Batman stayed behind and tried to save it, and now he's dead. But now huh. we, have, we have Robert Pattinson, so we still have Batman. And now he can walk around with Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot. And, like... Mm-hmm. It's how you recast people. It's how you like relaunch stuff. It's like, okay, well, what do we do with 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 Jared Leto as Joker? Because everybody was annoyed working with him on set. Like, well, we fucking fire him and we cast somebody else as the Joker. He died with Affleck too. <laughs> yeah. Like, that must be the bones of it. Like, Ezra well, Miller keeps choke slamming fans. New Flash. <laughs> we don't need it. New Flash. They need to get a freaking blonde hair. I'm sorry, dude. They need to get a blonde hair Flash, like straight up. I think so. They need a blonde, a blonde haired flash. So, uh, what do you say, man? We take this back to uh, to Batman. Uh, let's go ahead and, and take a real quick break uh, so we can get our bearing straight. And uh, we'll be right back here on the uh, Movie Know Hey, Know It All Ned here. Thanks for tuning into the Movie Know It All podcast, part of the Know It All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more. All for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Podcast on RGB 10 Radio. We're on the 956. We'll be right back. Podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We have that I had five six uh, talking about the uh, eighty nine Batman movie. Uh, so, how much do you remember of the uh, the cultural phenomenon that happened 
while this movie not only was in production, but while this movie, uh, when this movie opened in theaters, like what, how, what do you remember of the high? I can, um, I don't remember too much prior to the night that I went to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember too much of it prior to that. Like I remember seeing some things, but you know, it was, it was just kind of like, now you just see, you see Batman on stuff every now and again. Um, but I do remember after the movie, uh, the very, very, very real Batmania, mm-hmm. um, present company included, uh, it, it never ended for me. Um, 30, I'm 35 years old, man. Uh, my Batmania has never ended. Uh, I can remember, uh, walking out of that, that fucking theater and being so hyped about like everything Batman. Uh, the next day I ended up uh, begging my dad to take me to KB Toys. Yeah. And like, I found the the black the black suit Batman. And like, I fucking, oh man. Let me tell you, I, okay. Let me I still you how, have my Toy Biz Batman. <laughs> you still have, okay. So let me, tell you, let me tell you what a weird, um, strange obsession with this movie that I have had my whole life because um, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting ready to pre-order the figure arts one yeah uh, I want it and, and here's the thing ever since I was a little kid and like as an adult you had pointed it out to me and it's one of those things that I will never ever uh, ever forget because I, I remember telling you like why do, why are fucking toys so good now? that I'm too old to be playing with toys. And you had said that, well, the type of toys that we wished for when we were kids, guys our age were wishing for them too. And now they've grown up and they're making them now. Yeah. And like, that has always stuck with me. So whenever I see um, a really good Batman figure, they they blow my mind. They impress me. And I feel, I always feel compelled to own one. So... Um, it's been a very long time since this movie came out. And, and, and the thing is, Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson have always been kind of just these puckered anuses about releasing their um, the rights to have action figures made in their likeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reason you've never seen a Jack Nicholson Joker figure. There's a reason that in all the horror movies that NECA has made action figures of, they still haven't made a Jack Torrance. Like, why don't I have a fucking Jack Torrance with his axe? That's very true, yeah. You've never seen it because Jack Nicholson doesn't like his face licensed out for toys. I don't know why. Neither did Michael Keaton for the very longest time. So then when NECA started this trend of releasing... um, what's it called? NES colored figures. Mm-hmm. Like they, that's where they got the rights to Michael Keaton's Batman. Only he had to be painted purple and blue to yeah. look like the fucking, um, the, the NES video game. Yeah. video game. He had to look like he did on the Nintendo on the eight bit Nintendo. But you look at the figure and it's Michael Keaton. It's Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. And like, I can remember reading about them getting ready to, um, release one i was like why is there not one in just the goddamn black costume <laughs> why is there not one that's just in the goddamn batman costume 
Like, why do you have to paint it these stupid colors? Like, I was super fucking angry about it. I was like, you finally licensed his fucking face and you painted it purple? Like, I hate you fucking people. And then <laughs> when the Dark Knight... Um, no, I'm sorry. When Batman uh, Arkham Knight came out, the video game, if you pre-ordered it, NECA would send you um, a Batman figure. And it was the NECA 1989 no, it, it was. It was the the uh, the Blu-ray for the '89 Batman movie. Well, some of them had that. Yeah, some of them had the Blu-ray, but some of them had the toy. And like, apparently, yeah, <laughs> apparently, and I didn't know until it was too late, until all the pre-orders were gone. So like, I was like, great, I fucked myself out of a Batman figure. Like, they finally made one, and I fucked myself. Like, fine, <laughs> that's fine. I'll just go home, just angry and miserable. And now. When Toys R Us was still open down here, um, I made it a habit every year, and no exaggeration, every year to go on December 26th, the day after Christmas. I would always go, mainly to just fucking uh, gauge the destruction, touring the riots. The riot scene. (laughs) Upstanding mayor stuff. But, um... Yeah, dude. So I walk in there, and there on the floor, as I'm walking around, like, I had no intention of really buying anything. I never buy anything, but I like to go. And I'm walking around, and there on the floor is this gold box. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, that looks looks just like the box that my old Batman toy came in, like, when I was a kid. Like, looks just like the Toy Biz Batman, like the Toy Biz Superman, like all those old toys. Yeah, and I'm looking at it, and I see a Batman on the back of it, and I'm like, if I fucking flip this thing over, and it's a goddamn Michael Keaton Batman, like I'm gonna start crying, like I'm gonna cry tears of joy and excitement, because for the first time in my life, I will have an amazing looking Michael Keaton Batman figure, like a screen accurate, yeah, screen accurate Batman figure, scanned face, everything, and I turn it around, and sure enough. And I walked over to the price thing, and I can remember scanning the barcode, and I immediately started laughing. And in my head, I'm telling myself, like, really? Like, you're scanning it like you're not going to take this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's fine. Even if it's $100, like, I might just run out the goddamn building with it. Like, nothing you can do about it. Like, I'm just going to sit there and hope everybody in the building is like, you know what? It's the day after Christmas. Let him have it. <laughs> like, just, just let him. Like, but... Yeah. No, man, it, it was, it's super exciting. I still have it now. I have it up on my, uh, my shelf here at the house, my bat shelf. Um, like I said, the, the bat mania for me never ended. I had baseball caps when I was a kid, um, t-shirts and toys. And now that I'm an adult, I still have baseball caps, t-shirts and toys. Yeah. Like, bat mania never ended for me, man. Never once. Um, it, it, it was strange. I can remember, like, seeing way more Batman on everything. Uh, I remember one of my uncles buying a black Camaro, and he put a bat signal on it. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, one of my other uncles had a bat, sig- a bat symbol decal on his car. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it was... I mean, I begged my parents for the T-shirts. Uh, back then, I only got, got toys on two occasions, my birthday and Christmas. Like my parents would never buy me toys or anything. Yeah. Uh, I had to. The only I had to convince my mom that that uh, 
buying the Batman t-shirt was should be considered school supplies and you know like like going back to school you know clothing so yeah so uh of course she she bought me the batman shirt and uh at the time i had a bunch of gi joes i had a bunch of uh 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 uh, my toys that i had and i would always have i would always put like stuff on my toys to make them into other toys like for example my aunt gave me a Batman pen for my birthday, okay? And on the tip, uh, on the on the cap of the Batman pen was a Batman symbol, like a little yeah. a little thing on the Batman symbol. I took that off and I taped it onto one of my uh one of my action figures and I made the Batman cowl out of uh uh out of paper towel. The cowl oh, out, nice. out of the paper towel and paper. So I made my own, and I and I painted it black with the with a black marker. So I had I made my own Batman toy up until up until that Christmas when I I opened the box and and I and I looked in, and I had this guy, my toy biz, uh, uh Batman. Okay, so my grandparents at their old house had a neighbor, and their na- their their neighbor was i think he was he was some kind of veteran uh i'm I'm not sure of you know if he had seen any action or whatever but he was in the military and uh his his son would sometimes come over and we would hang out one time we went over to his uh like the one time we went over to his uh uh uh, his garage and we looked at his garage and the wall was filled with toy biz toys including x-men including all the Marvel toys that they had, including all the DC toys, the old DC uh, superpower action figures. And, and, and then... I forget, man, too, that like at one point, Toy Biz owned Marvel and DC. Yeah, like they, and they, they, had, made they made toys for both of them. Yeah, like you, you, it was so easy to, to have your little crossover fights like that. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they, were, they were making the same toys. It was amazing. So, and then in one side, on one corner, he had all of the original Batman 89 toy line, which consisted of Batman, mm-hmm. uh, which consisted of, of a comics version of the Joker. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't the Jack Nicholson version Joker. Yeah. It was the, uh, the, 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 the old uh, comic book version Joker and Bob the Goon. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Which had kicking action. Yes. <laughs> you I push remember, the button had- and he kicks. I had I, just, I had a Bob the Goon figure. So let me ask you something, dude. Was the Bob the what was was the like? Did he go like this or did it just go like that? Like did just it kick flick. or did it run? Okay, it, it flicked. So, because I always thought that maybe it was the uh, uh, the the function that the that the flash fig the old flash figure had where you would push the button and he would go like this. Oh well, that was the one that had like a hole in the chest that would spark, right? Uh, the Flash. Now that, that's one of the other ones. One one of the other ones. I don't know if it was Toy Biz, but yeah, there was a Flash Flash figure where if you push the button, his he would have like little flint in his chest and it would like spark. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to remember. I was like, bro, I had a fucking toy that had a square hole in his chest and he would spark. It was a Toy Biz yeah. figure. When you said Flash, I was like, that's what it was. Yeah. It was Flash. So, my so my yeah. Bob didn't actually kick because the knee joint was loose, so he would kind of knee lift. <laughs> he would right. he would do aerobics okay that's 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 the most yeah. you could do he, so he, he existed in my toy collection to be thrown off of the bed by batman <laughs> yeah. like just thrown to his death when in in my fucking action figure games 
the whole uh, the the whole I want you to do me a favor line. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I used to what I what I used to play with them on all the time that I had uh, um, okay. the police academy building, the police academy police station. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I I had that because I had a bat cave, and mm-hmm. like if I'm being honest with you, the bat cave kind of sucked. I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, it came with a bunch of junk. Uh, to me, anyway, it was just junk. But like the police academy thing had breakaway walls, had uh-huh. traps, like all sorts of things. And the thing was, is I would lay that stupid thing in different angles. Like, and like, it would just be a different building when I'd lay it down in different ways. I'd have it upside down. It's a different building now. I have it sideways. It's a different building That's now. cool, man. That's and cool. like, one of my favorite things to do was like, I'd have like Batman throw people through the walls and shit. <laughs> like, it was just, I fucking love that stupid toy. Like, I, I, I genuinely like, I'm a little upset that my mom sold it for like five bucks at a garage sale when I was like 20. Oh, that's hard. Like, but it was it. All the pieces were gone. It was it was yeah. just it was a, it's a paperweight. But I wish I, I wish I still had it. Yeah. But like. Well, I mean, good yeah. uh, you know, good news. It's probably still worth five bucks on eBay. Right. <laughs> and yeah. like, it, it's it's a trip too to me, man. Because like, one of my favorite things to look at is uh, toy photography. Yeah. And like the, the goofy shit that I would come up with in my head when I was a kid, people are doing now, and they're taking photos of it. Yeah. Like, and it's it's fucking so cool to me. Like, even we, me and my wife had a. Had had one of those for a while. We had this thing called Action Figure Fight Club that we did on on Instagram. We haven't done it in a while, and like, I should I should get back into it because it was fun. But yeah, like, and and man, you you guys you guys had some real good pictures on that too. And I think my my problem was is that like, and it still is. I don't want to get back into collecting too many action figures because like that's where I start I start getting the fever for it again. Yeah. And like, unfortunately, now that I'm an adult, my tastes haven't changed i still like the type of toys that i like and the type of toys that i like are expensive ones yeah and you know looking looking back looking back at at the at the height that this movie got if i were if i were 40 years old back in 1989 like i i I would buy into the hype just as much as i would as as i did when i was eight you know yeah yeah like the, the everybody was into it like you, like I, I would see scenes of Batman in the news. Like they covered it on the news. Yes, That's dude. how you knew it was legit. I'm like, oh my god, other people know about this too. Bro, you know, I, like, can, I can remember the news. Um, uh, because I guess like the soccer moms saw Batman Returns and like, ooh, yeah, ooh, that pissed them off. <laughs> and I can remember them talking. Um, they had this big thing one night because my mom watched it. Because at the time. I had already seen it. Like, I already saw Batman Returns. But, like, it was just everywhere. You know, everybody was talking about it, I guess. And, like, I can remember watching this whole new segment with my mom about the fact that Batman beats up a woman in this movie. (laughs) Catwoman, but okay. Yeah. Like, man, they made a big shoop about it. Like, people were mad. And they even even make a joke about it in the movie itself. Yeah, and I'm like... Like I don't, I don't know, man. I think you guys are being fucking weenies, but like, what do so, I know? I guess. So the hype really, ha- really came about after after the the first trailer was released. Up until the point, because up until that point, a lot of people were really upset because, okay, let's 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 take a step back and and look at this. It's it's 1988, right? It's it's late 1988. And they announced that they had that they're that they're making a Batman movie, directed by Tim Burton. Okay, what mm-hmm. was the movie that Tim Burton did right before this? 
Beetlejuice, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was Beetlejuice. Okay, the the only movies that that anybody knew Tim Burton from was Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice. Okay, yeah. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton had just done Beetlejuice, a comedy with with Tim Burton. He had done Mr. Mom. He had done Gung, a bunch of comedies, right? Yeah. He was known as a comedic actor. And he was Johnny very dangerously, very good. bro. Yeah. And he was very, very good at it. Like, and when they when they announced that he was cast as Batman, this was the first time that you ever saw, like, I guess the angry fanboys that internet grew up. Backlash. Yeah, internet like, backlash pre-internet. Back when you had to write a note and like lick a yeah, stamp the, to tell everybody how angry you were. And they, they had, did. They had like 20,000 plus letters written to Warner Brothers, written, written to uh, to all these different, written to DC Comics of people saying, no, we do not want Michael Keaton as Batman, okay? Yeah. Like we, we, uh, we, we, we don't want another, everybody thought that this was going to be a comedy, yeah. okay? Warner Brothers got worried. And they put out a trailer really, really quick. Like within within a couple of weeks, they put out a trailer. And this trailer had no music, had like alternate scenes, like had had scenes that hadn't even been finished yet. They they threw in the trailer because that's all they had. They didn't yeah. have anything yet. They so like they so do, they, it's just like a fucking thing that Warner does. They get scared yeah, and they scramble. They get scared and they scramble and they change shit. Anyway. <laughs> Can we get Joss Whedon to write it? Yeah. So <laughs> so, so they put it out in theaters, and it's a huge hit. It becomes a huge hit. You actually have people buying tickets to movies, watching the trailer, and then leaving. Yeah, I you know? remember reading about that. They would have people going in there, watching the trailer, recording it on on a on a video cassette, video cassette recorder, like a like a video camera, yeah, and then selling camera. it at comic cons. Yeah, selling selling a little like like minute long teaser trailer shot, you know, on a video camera, probably like at an angle like this, and selling it for twenty thirty bucks at a comic con. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird, dude. And I still like I, to this day, I still remember. Um, I think it was Michael Keaton's Golden Globe acceptance. I don't remember if it was Golden Globe or what it was. Something Batman won for something, and him and Jack Nicholson went up to accept the award. And yeah. like Jack Nicholson was just sitting there, like chuckling, uh -huh. like because like he was one of he was one of the proponents of fucking like fuck everybody. Yeah. Like like have you seen how fucking cool you look as Batman? Like have <laughs> you seen how fucking intimidating you look as Batman? Yep. Like fuck everybody. Let them talk. Like let them say what they want to say. Like, even back then, Nicholson knew. He's like, you're going to be the best fucking Batman anybody's ever seen. Yeah. Like, he knew. Like, he fucking was a big, big-time supporter of, of Michael Keaton as Batman. And, like, whenever people would bring it up to him in interviews, he'd get hyper-defensive about it. Like, yeah. have you ever worked with Michael Keaton before? Have you ever worked with an actor of his caliber before? Like, because I'm trying to keep up with him. Like, real <laughs> defensive of it. And I can yeah. remember him being on stage and just, like, laughing at, like, Look at all these fucking awards this stupid movie's winning. <laughs> like, it's won almost as many awards as letters yeah. we got complaining about you. And so, fucking Michael Keaton walking to that podium and saying, like, hey, to everybody who wrote a letter to Warner Brothers and was upset about me playing Batman, hey, where I come from, all you got to tell me is no, baby. <laughs> like, just real, like, say I'm a bad Batman and I'll go yeah. away. Like, yeah. even then he knew how amazing he was. 
And like, let's not mince words, dude. He is one of the fucking, if not the best Batman we've ever seen. Yeah. Like, he really fucking is. Like, he's everybody's trying. Everybody's trying to be that cool when you play Batman. You're, so, you're only hoping to leave that kind of mark at this point. So the thing about it is that uh, let's talk about the bat suit real quick. Now that you brought it up, man. Yeah. At the time, the the like everybody like we've already mentioned this several times batman was adam west adam west was batman right and then you get west. you get this guy this this uh uh, uh michael keaton is six foot six feet tall you get this guy who's he's got a really thin frame he's not he's not muscular he's not like a like a bodybuilder type he's just really thin he's a thin guy right in his mid-30s at the time yeah. he was, he's like in his mid-30s so he's a middle-aged dude right and he's balding, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so exactly. you guys, uh, this guy is Batman, right? Like, what do you, what can this guy do? What is this guy doing fighting crime? Okay, and and this is what this is what 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 I think Tim Burton did doesn't get enough credit for, is that he gets into the mind of the characters that he, that he's trying to put on screen, right? So he thinks he thinks about about this this guy. He he's always wanted Michael Keaton to play Batman. Batman Michael Keaton was the only one that he ever thought to play Batman, right? So because he said because he said that Michael Keaton had a a, a dark a dark side that nobody had ever seen before. Okay, yeah. which was right. You know, he was right about that. So he thought to himself. So he thought to himself, like, why? What? What would this guy do in order to look intimidating to to villains? Right. And he would be like, he wouldn't go out wearing a gray and blue, blue outfit. He'd go yeah. out wearing all black, you know, and he wouldn't say anything. He would just show up and, and do his thing. So what this outfit does is... Well, did you get a dog? Him. Huh? <laughs> did you get a dog? Um, no, but... Um, oh, I'm that's... Sure you can find he, one somewhere. He didn't mute his audio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I was I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, are we trying to talk Batman here? I can't hear him. I can't fucking hear you. Is that like, your dog? <laughs> no, I, I I have cats, dude. I don't know. Okay. I don't have dogs. So, so anyway, we like the 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 bat suit that they came up with was like, like he he's it's like he's wearing uh, body armor and he's got this really thick cowl and everything and he looks intimidating. Like yeah. he looks scary as hell, as as shown by that first scene. But it was so so like it, it didn't. Uh, there, there's no way that it could work in the real world, right? No. Okay. And Michael Keaton got extremely claustrophobic in that in that suit because he's he's that. very he's very claustrophobic, right? Yeah. So when he put on when he put on the suit and he could barely move in it, he he said that he used that as as motivation to as you know part of the character to play batman yeah and you know and it really added to the to 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 his performance because he does move like he's trying to burst out of the fucking thing yeah <laughs> like he really does like the 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 bat turn is iconic man like that that just turning from the fucking hips thing that he does yeah is just to this day is so iconic and it seems like such a goofy, goofy fucking thing because, like, when Val Kilmer did it, it looks silly. When George <laughs> Clooney did it, it looks silly. Like, it yeah. just did. And, like, even when fucking 
Christian Bale did it. Sometimes he looked really silly in it. Yeah. Like, and it's it's nothing, you know, against them. It's like, how cool can you look when you have to turn from your waist to turn your head? Yeah. Like, you're going to look silly, but for some reason, like when Michael Keaton does it, like, he looks like he's going to explode at you. Yeah. Like, it's, it's intimidating as fuck to watch him do it. And, like... Like what a weird thing because you got to remember the first time he the that Batman was ever able to turn his head in cinema was on fucking was on the Dark Knight. On Dark Knight, yep. Yeah, it's first time he was ever able to turn his head. Like this, the the cowls were always made from like the top of the head to the middle of the shoulders. Like yep. in every fucking movie, there was no way to turn your head, and it always seemed kind of like silly and, and like. I don't know, man. There's just something about it that made him so fucking cool and intimidating. Like, I can remember um, the beginning of that movie when the when they shoot him, and he yeah. falls over, and like when he stands back up with his with like his hands in the air, like holding the cape. Yeah. And then the way the music like stings and like the violin scratch. Wells. I, I can remember my dad sitting next to me and him going, "Oh shit." <laughs> like, <laughs> And, like, even me, I was like, did Batman just eat two bullets? Yep. Like, how is he not dead? They shot him, right? Like, I have never seen Batman being shot at shot. like that. Yeah. Like, I, was like, I was like, everybody saw him get shot, right? I'm not crazy. And, like, he just, like, bullets are for pussies. <laughs> he Superman did. It was really scary. Yeah. Like, Superman's the one who lets the bullets bounce off his chest, not Batman. Yeah. So, like, it was such a clever idea to give him, like, that type of armor. And they even, like, address it, like, later on in the film. Like, like what's that? Like, some kind of body armor. He's human He's after human. all. Yeah. Like, and, and, like take off, they take off the mask. And for him to just, like, shouldn't have touched him. <laughs> yeah. So, so that that scene is, is one of my favorite scenes. And it... it, it it took me it took me a long time to realize that that whole chase scene between Batman and the police and the uh, and the Joker's goons are all it, it's all done on a set on a film yeah. set yeah the largest film set in London in England like like they yeah. they, they built all that and and the and even the uh, uh, that's like where they shot all the James Bond movies and yeah. and everything and. At the time, this it's is the good, largest it's, production. It's a good set for inner city like cop chases yeah. and shit. Reason. And and this and this this whole uh, this whole production is the largest production that was ever done at that studio at the time, you know. And they 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 didn't have uh, they didn't have to go anywhere else for their for their. They shot everything everything there uh, in England. I think uh, Pinewood Studios. I think it's called. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and it's it's it it adds to this whole feeling of that this is another plane of reality, another world, yes. another time, you know. And it gives you the otherworldly feel. Yeah, and it gives you and it gives you this feeling that this is a Gotham City or this is a city that needs a Batman. The police cannot handle anything that's going on here. Like they're yeah. straight up incompetent, you know. Yeah. Like you, you see, you see, 
there's no better proof of when they're in the Axis chemical factory and like they're they're there waiting to ambush uh uh Jack Nicholson and, and his and his henchmen and they come out and say freeze you know <laughs> and everything just goes you, to shit <laughs> you know useless man Gotham PD man yeah. but as useful as a, as a tank of gasoline in a house fire <laughs> god damn worthless motherfuckers man for real and like <laughs> It, it, it's it's such a weird and like fun fucking like the whole experience of this movie is fun because like you you also do get um uh you get introduced to the new Batmobile, which is yes. just about the sweetest goddamn fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I to this day, like if I had the money, I would buy one. Like the eighty the yeah. eighty nine Batmobile. Like I just, and it was so funny because one of my friends had told me one time he's like, "Yeah, I think that one's only a, it's a single seater. I don't think it's a two seater." And I'm like, "I don't want to hang out with anybody when I'm in the Batmobile, dude. Like, yeah. like I'm if I'm driving the Batmobile, what makes you think I want to hang out with you? Like, I'm so, gonna fire the afterburner, bro. To get uh, HR Geiger to uh, to develop the the look of the Batmobile, but oh, the fucking car would have had tits." But the designs that they that they came up with that that he came up with were were so out there, so outrageous that they were not feasible to be built. Like I've there's no way them. that it was. Yeah, like they, they look, look like they, they look like dicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They look like I'm not gonna make. I'm not. No, they look like dicks. Like it's fine <laughs> if that's what you're into or whatever. But like, let's just be real about it. Like the fucking then, Batmobiles look like dicks. Like, and then, the way he designed them, like. Even this one kind of looks like a dick. Like, yeah, it's, more it's like extremely a, phallic. It's extremely it's, it's very phallic. phallic, but it's it's yeah. more like a shaving like, razor. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like, very it's very like low to the ground, but it 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 has the wings in the back, and it has the very large front, you know. But yeah, it, looks like, it, it just it doesn't look as much of a dick like Geiger's did. Like Geiger, I, I love Geiger. I yeah. love his work. Like I adore his work. We wouldn't have fucking Alien if it wasn't for him. Yeah, like just fucking is wicked. But like, I I remember seeing his designs for the Batmobile, and I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is yeah. that? Like nothing man, that would nothing in that design says Batman to me, you know? Yeah, I was like, boy, that would have sat so strange outside of that film. Yeah. So like, the designer, so <laughs> so the designer, uh, the guy who designed the, the the Batmobile, his name's Terry Acklin Snow. Uh, he uh, actually said, you know what? I'm just gonna get a Chevy Impala and kind of build around it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Which is, which is why I like it. Like, yeah. one of the things I liked about it, I was like, because it looks like an Impala. So... Like, and it, it, it looks so fucking great, because, I mean, like, Geiger's design had so many, like, pipes and wires, yeah. like, outside of the car, and it, lo it looked... Okay, yeah, it did look like a dick, but it looked... It looked more like a jerry-rigged Batmobile. Yeah. Like, it looks like something that somebody pieced together and called it a car. Yeah. Like, it's got four wheels and an engine, it runs, it's a car. Like, well, not really. But It had, yeah. like, eight wheels. Yeah. It, it had it had a bunch of wheels. You know? I, but I, I imagine because it's big as shit. And, like, it's yeah. such a grand reveal, like, especially when he runs out of the of the building with the Joker. Museum. Like, when they, yeah, out of the with museum. The veil. Yeah, and, like, when he says, get in the car, and she goes, which one? Yeah. And you see that, re <laughs> that reveal, like, that one yeah. and i mean can you imagine if just like geiger's wiry dick 
Batmobile was just there, like, it would have been like, you know what, bro, I'll take my chances with the clown. Yeah, Mick and Bell would have been like, you know what, uh, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna go back and see what he has to say. <laughs> like it's been it's been a really weird night. Like yeah. first the, the the clown killed everybody in the building, and like now there's this guy dressed like a bat driving a dick with wires hanging out of it. And you know what? Yeah. I just want to go home. Like, you know like, what? I'm, I'm just gonna go home, shave my head, and gain a couple hundred pounds. You know, I'm just I'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> so it's getting weird. So the funny thing about that is that they they went out, they bought the parts, they built the car, and like everybody loved it. Everybody loved the like, wow, that's the Batmobile. That's a Batmobile for a new generation. That's yeah. great. You did a fantastic job. Okay, now how do you get in? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you mean? Real me asking yeah. moment, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like how do you get in? So there's no doors or anything to get in. So they actually had to build, uh, they actually had to go in there and, sliding top. Top and put in the sliding top, right? So <laughs> that was done, that was done like a couple of weeks before they actually filmed the Batmobile, the Bat Batmobile scenes. But all that, all that being said, is this not the most iconic Batmobile that has ever been put to film? Uh, my personal favorite outside of Affleck's. Yeah. Like, and, and. It's my absolute personal favorite outside of Affleck's Batmobile. I love um, Affleck's Batmobile because it, it, it's it's such a like that's a Batmobile, mm -hmm. like that's a fucking that's a piece of fucking Speed Demon like tank, like mm -hmm. and I think that's what the Batmobile should look like. I loved what they did in the Dark Knight, the Tumbler. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was so fucking cool, especially in a, in a world that was where. Very like, Another, another, you know, Dark Knight Returns kind of like taking from that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I love the the reality of that Batman. Like if Batman, if Batman existed in the real world, sort of stuff, was fantastic. But I, I like the the surreality of of the Batmobile because the Batmobile is a ridiculous concept if you really think yeah. about it. It, it is a fucking James Bond car. Yeah. Like, and it's and it's not a James Bond car built by like the world's best mechanics and scientists like this was put together by him and alfred yeah so like to to see it in this movie like seeing it is one of those things where it's like that's a fucking batmobile though like yeah that like is there's, there's no there's no mistaking that it is batmobile but that being said it's not practical in the least at all oh fuck no it's so <laughs> long the thing would tip over on giant turns <laughs> yeah it would roll, dude. Like, especially if it's made out of, like, old Impala parts. Like, you'll roll the car. Yep. Like, turning at fucking 40 miles an hour. Yeah, like, see, that's the thing. They had they had, uh, they had had several Batmobiles. They had one Batmobile for them to get in. They had one Batmobile for them to, like, sit in and stuff. Yeah. They had one Batmobile for driving, and that and that car could only go straight. Okay. Yeah. And and when it turned, it turned at, like, like such a wide angle that it couldn't, it, like it, it wasn't even worth it. Like yeah. the, the the angle that it turned was 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 that it couldn't do much. But it's yes, like it, it could go down. It could go down the street, and it, it had a top speed of ninety miles an hour. Wow, that's actually pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, at a top speed of ninety in a straight line. Yeah, and it's and it took forever to stop, but man, it could hit those speeds. Oh, but that feels mega Batman-y, though, doesn't it? Can you imagine yeah. just going 90 miles an hour in that bad motherfucker somewhere? Like, ooh, that feels good, exactly. man. It's real exactly. good. Exactly. Oh, man, it looks like, good off screen. 
And oh, yeah, fuck yeah, it does. And I think that was my thing about it is like, you 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 tend to forget that like, it's not just Batman that's the character. Like it's the things that he uses and things around him that are very much just as much character as he is. Like the Batmobile is arguably just as important as Batman is to the lore. You know what I mean? Like the Batmobile is mega important to to Batman lore, and like certain movies. Um, they just have gotten it right. Some of them really fucking haven't. Uh, like that Batman fucking, Robin. that that disco sign that they're driving in Batman and Robin. Yeah. Like let everybody like, know he's coming. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, dude, I knew Batman like coming down the street with strobe lights. Good job. Yeah. Uh, the one in Batman Forever was just as bad to me. I thought it looked awful. Um, I I never like actually it, but... that's actually one of Geiger's concepts. That's yeah, one of that, yeah, yeah. That, that makes that makes so much sense. Yeah. Um like I, I, I still love the first one. I love the Tumblr and the Dark Knight. Uh I adore Affleck's. Um one of my favorite things about that one though is that entire scene. Um and this is something that I feel lacks in so many Batman movies. We don't get it very often. Uh and we need more of it. Um you do need some real horror. In yeah. like yeah. like you need real elements of horror real suspense building and like they have for whatever reason um every time they've reintroduced him for the most part um outside of batman and robin and batman forever um maybe even batman returns i didn't feel the horror in that but um introducing a new Batman for the first time uh, is always pretty scary. Like yeah. when they when they when they did it in 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 this one, like how he comes like gliding down behind those guys, like his silhouette in the smoke. Yeah. Um, Batman Begins was almost like watching the the air vent scene in Alien. Yeah. Like he's just like criminals are disappearing. Like <laughs> they're 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 fucking. It's they're like, being where are you? They're Here. being choked out in the middle of their screams. Uh, like that scene where he pulls the guy into the dark and he just, ah! yeah, like he doesn't even get to finish screaming. I was like, bro, that's some alien shit right there. Like it's really freaky. And like, I love Affleck's introduction, where the that was a straight up horror movie. Yeah, like where the girls are like in the cage and they won't let them, they won't yeah. let anybody take them out. Like he's still upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> like I love that. They're like, dude, it never came back down. Like, and he's just hanging on the wall, and just he like just crawls like and just crawls out of there like a fucking monster. Like, yeah. brilliant! This fucking killer stuff. And and like, you need more horror to Batman. It's it's yeah. one of the things that they don't do a lot of. And one of my favorite things about Batman v Superman is the the car chase sequence because. Um, it reminds me so much of Christine. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I can tell people like watching, and I'm like, dude, they threw a boat at him. Like, <laughs> I, don't mean, I don't mean a rowboat yeah. or a dilapidated boat. Like they threw a fucking like shrimp vessel at him. Like it was yeah. a ship, <laughs> and he just like Batman right through it. Like it's like watching Christine. It's like no matter what you do to the fucking car, it's coming at you. Like, and that shit is fucking brilliant. And it's terrifying. Like, that's scary, dude. 
they fucking yeah. fired a missile at him and he just like, <laughs> went off. Yeah. Like, you really want to fight that thing? Like, God damn, I'd be so fucking terrified of that. Like, there, there has to be a certain thing that strikes fear in, into you. Like with, yeah. with Batman. And like the, the Batmobile has always been really one of those things. Um, I love the Batmobile in this movie. I fucking love the Batjet. I was about to bring that up, man. The Batplane, the Batwing. Oh, so, wing God. So the final, se- the final scene of the movie, the, 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 final, <laughs> the final sequence is Joker is throwing a, uh, like a parade. And he's throwing, he, he's throwing $100 bills all over the place, right? Like to everybody. And he's got all these balloons where, where this deadly gas, his Smilex gas starts dispersing through the crowd. As you see the as you see the balloons letting go of the gas, you get this vision of Batman flying a plane in the shape of his bat symbol through the clouds of Gotham and coming in through the cityscape and taking up the balloons, clipping them off of their perch and taking them up uh, and getting them safely out of the city. And then he does this thing, and I'll never ever forget this, where he goes up in over the clouds. And he stops, like, right in front of the moon. And you see yeah. the bat symbol in front of the moon. And then the bat just, the, the, the bat wing just come back tumbling down. And I swear, the crowd in the theater that I was sitting in just gasped and started cheering. Yeah, okay? same thing. I, they I started cheering. Like, clapping, like, when that yeah. happened in the movie. They cheered so much that I didn't, that I didn't hear... Uh, I didn't hear what the Joker said after that, where he's like, "They st- they stole my balloons." Like I couldn't oh, hear yeah. any of that. You know, they stole my balloons. <laughs> and then there's what? I was about to say that. And then poor Bob, he's just there wanting to make his buddy happy, and he gets shot. I'm gonna need a, need a minute or two alone, boys. <laughs> I dude, I can remember like that being maybe the first time I heard my dad like actually laughed pretty hard yeah. was the Bob gun. <laughs> like, I, remember, I I didn't hear the gun need a minute or two alone because everybody was laughing. Yeah. Like, everybody so, started laughing real hard at that part. Dude. Did like, you notice the guy standing next to him, like his face? Yes. <laughs> like, he's all heartbroken, like, oh, poor like, Bob. Oh, my. <laughs> dude, there's, if, if you really look at, like, the faces of the extras and like the goons, like everybody in that movie is really hamming it up. Uh-huh. Like everybody's kind of overacting, and like, like one of my favorite, favorite, favorite scenes um, in that whole movie is post Grisham, yeah. where he's sitting with all the heads of the the villains of Gotham. And he's like, so gentlemen, that's how it is. Until Grisham returns, I'm the acting president. And like everybody's just sitting like at that table. And that guy, like, uh, why should we why why don't we wait to hear this from Grissom? Like, yeah. And what's with your stupid grin? <laughs> that guy. Like, it's been good to me. <laughs> yeah. Like and the, it, it's it's one of my favorite moments when uh he goes, Well, Tommy. Like we, we we don't want to start a war. <laughs> Why don't we shake hands and that'll be that? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the electric and I can remember thinking to myself, like, like this is fucked up. And if you if you watch like everybody around him, like the faces some of the guys are making, not the not the dude in the foreground, not yeah. the guy who gets the the pen thrown into his throat later, like the guys in the background, they're just so like, oh. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, just clutch your pearls, why don't you? Like, <laughs> yeah, and 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 it's it's. It's a truly horrible scene because you see this guy getting getting like electrocuted and you see the fire coming off of his collar and his skin turning black and and like it's the Joker is freaking laughing and dancing and singing and everything and, and showing absolutely no remorse for what Haven't he's doing. Haven't you ever heard of the healing power of laughter? <laughs> I, there's there's nothing to stop this guy except yeah. for one man a flying mouse <laughs> I, you know? I have a bat in my belfry <laughs> <laughs> and dude like it, it, what a fucking like just everything about this movie is so much fun like like, like I said the first act isn't so much boring so much so that it like it just it was so hard to follow your opening scene yeah because when this movie kicks into high gear like it really doesn't stop and it Not gets wackier and crazier and you're with it you follow it every step of the way like mm -hmm. everything that he does him crashing the fucking um the signal on the newsreel the new and improved Joker products. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love that scene, dude. Like, and hair color. So natural. Only your undertaker knows for sure. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Where? Where? <laughs> these fine items. Well, that's the gag. Chances are you bought them already. Like, that's fucked it's, up, dude. Like, what a fucked up scene that is. Like, and the just thing letting about everybody know they're going to die. And the thing about that scene is that, like, it's got its it's got its roots in real life because I don't know if you remember this, but there was a time where there there was actually tainted products on the market, right? Yeah, the, the, the Tylenol. The whole Tylenol thing, right? And this yeah, plays yeah. off that fear, and yep. it's a real fear. That's it's why we have silver. That, that's why we have silver tabs on on medicine now. Yeah, exactly. Except when you open the lid and it tells you if the tab has been tampered with, dispose of it. Yeah, like just exactly. get rid of it. Because some fucking there was a time back in the eighties that some psychopath was making um, Tylenol pills or making these cyanide pills that looked like Tylenol. And he he, he, just, he put cyanide. He took out the the because they were like caplets, right? And he yeah. took he, he 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 took out the 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 medicine and he put in cyanide. And he put and then he and then he put it back on the shelf. Yeah, like it was fucked up, man. It really was, and that's why like they tell you now if if the the seal's been tampered with under the like under the bottle, just yeah. throw it away. And like it was because this was in '89, and they're really playing off that fear. Like like how do I know if I bought like how like like how do I know that I got it? Like chances are you got it already. <laughs> yeah, like, it's true. Like you might have bought it already. Throw away all your aspirin. Like it's fucked up. It's a fuck. It was super. It was fucking really scary. I remember it terrified my mom. 
And like my dude, my mom was terrified of that all the way to like 1997, dude. Like she was super scared of that. And like I don't know, man. Just the the, the movie was was such a part of its time that you don't even really realize it. Like you had said earlier, like the, the only real dead giveaway was the Prince music, which yeah. was such a, a strange aesthetic choice. Like what a so, strange choice for the music in this movie. You can blame produce, you can blame producer John John uh, John uh, shoot John, John uh, Peters John Peters for that. So yeah. so uh, um, hairdresser yeah, for, extraordinaire. <laughs> hairdresser is a star slash producer or whatever. So uh, you knew that he had a bunch of trash on a bunch of like movie people. That's why he got a career, right? I'm, I'm so, sure, dude. So, so this guy, this guy, he he thought he didn't think that the movie would would uh, would would do good enough, right? Yeah. So he's like, you know what? I'm gonna cover all my bases and I'm gonna I'm gonna get Prince. He want he originally wanted to get Michael Jackson and Prince yeah, to do the exactly. do the thing, but Michael Jackson would only do it if he could play the Joker. Like he wanted yeah. to play the Joker, and you know. I mean, in retrospect, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it might have been pretty frightening. New and improved Joker party <laughs> with a new secret ingredient: smiling. You're ignorant. You just ignorant. Don't be ignorant. <laughs> so, so, come on, Batman. So, Come on, so, you some son of a bitch. Come to me. <laughs> that is a I, YouTube I, character, my friend. I just picture that. Just Michael Jackson as Joker. Like, oh, that would have been so fucking ridiculous, man. Like, yeah. him as the Joker, they could have cast fucking, oh, God. I loved it. I would have loved it. Should have done it. So, so yeah, man. So they ended up just getting Prince, and Prince had a, had a bunch of songs that that he had already, uh, you know, he already had in the can. Uh, so he he just like here, take this song, take this song, take this song, right? And he even came up with a new song called the Back Dance, which I remember yeah. the music video so vividly, where mm -hmm. it had people dressed up as Batman, people dressed up as Joker, and mm -hmm. Prince. Half of him was dressed up as Joker, and the other half was Batman. Yeah. And and then like I remember hearing it on uh, because a friend of mine had actually bought the the, the soundtrack because mm -hmm. everybody bought everything Batman, even if it was a soundtrack, right? Just so that we could look at the pictures in the in the sleeve, right? Yeah. And the first thing you hear when you put on the Bat Dance is "Get the fuck up!" Yeah, <laughs> like, is this the right that. is this the right like thing like you know? So that was kind it's of a so shock. It's so funny because, like, over, over my Batman shelf now, my wife uh, hung up one of her um, paintings, and oh. she didn't get it at all. Uh, she made this painting once of uh, it's half half the face is Batman and half the face is Joker. Yeah. And when she did it, I went, "Oh, Bat Dance!" And she's like, <laughs> "What?" And I'm like, what? "Bat Dance." And she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And I'm like. Never mind, like yeah. just forget it. And like it now hang it, it now hangs over my Batman figures. And every time I look at it, I think to myself, like, that dance. <laughs> I'll tell you what, guys, like like once uh I, as soon as I can, I'm gonna get my back collection up and uh put a picture up on it on, on the Facebook page. Bob, you should totally do the same. I should do the same. I should yeah. 
Like so mine's a small so we, collection, but it, it's fairly impressive, I feel. Yeah. So we can't talk about the soundtrack without talking about the great Danny Elfman oh and his God. contribution to to Batman and 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 the lore of Batman. The Batman March is probably just opinion, as iconic uh, as the movie. Yeah. Like, maybe even more iconic than the Superman theme. It, it's. My, it, it for me it is for yeah. me it is uh, I don't know if I'm it's, not saying it's a better piece of music I'm not saying that I'm saying it's that not. it's more iconic it, 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 okay and I was gonna say I was like it's, it it really probably isn't and that's because like um all fairness to Danny Elfman he doesn't impress me that much um I think he's a good composer I yeah. really 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 do um, a lot of his music sounds the same yeah but when you're but comparing, it's really good <laughs> it's yeah it's all really good. It's yeah. all really good. But when you're comparing the two composers, uh, Danny Elfman and uh, John, yes, my dick is bigger than yours, Williams. Yeah. Like, no, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, John Williams scores are – if you guys don't know who John Williams is, you do. You may not know that you do, but you do. Uh, think of your favorite movie soundtrack. I guarantee you it was probably him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Superman, Indiana Jones, Jaws, Star Wars. Jurassic Park, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. John Williams. All of that. I, had, I can't remember having an, an, an argument with an ex one time uh, because I told her that John Williams is the greatest movie composer of all time. And yeah. she's like, that's debatable. And I'm like, um, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I was like, healthcare, I feel, is more debatable than that. Yeah. And I don't think that should be something that should be debated. I think we should all be able to have access to healthcare, um, affordable healthcare. That's just me. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. But I was <laughs> like, I, I feel that that's not even debatable. And she was like, it's very debatable. And I'm like, really? The Imperial March? Like, the Imperial March Superman? Yeah. And she was like, oh, my God, like, you're such a nerd. And I'm like... It's not a matter of that. He's he's the greatest composer in the world, like Indiana Jones. And I go, you can't think of a better, more catchier theme song than Indiana Jones. It was written by somebody else. And she goes, dude, there are plenty more iconic, like way more iconic um, scores and soundtracks. And I'm like, name one. Like, I'll wait. Like, you go ahead and you tell me who fucking made a better soundtrack. And she's like, well, who's the guy who did Jurassic Park? That's like a way better soundtrack. I'm like, yeah, that's John Williams. There he is. <laughs> and, and no, oh, I swear to God. And she goes, ooh, the Jaws theme song. And I'm like, J -J John Williams. And she goes, it's the same Are guy. You? I'm like, yeah, same fucking guy. Yes, man. Seriously? Yeah. And like, I, I'm very, I've always been very defensive of him. I'm like, really, I, 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 there's certain things you can argue. There's certain things you can't. Um, yeah. However, I'm with you. With with the Bat March, I think it's far more iconic um, a theme. I think it's 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 up there with all those other themes. Uh, when you when you talk about themes that are important to their movies, uh, when you think about like this movie wouldn't have been the same if that music wasn't there. Yeah. Um, you know, like like how how much creepier would Jaws have been if it didn't have that theme song? Like how much how much more exciting would Jurassic Park be if it didn't have that theme song? Like mm -hmm. some songs are are built for certain things. Um, the Bat March is just it's just there, man. Like it's, it's so it, powerful. It's so powerful that they that they used it in 
uh, Batman the Animated Series. The Animated Series. And they yeah. even brought it. They even brought it back for the Justice League movie. And they yeah. used Harvey for the Justice League. And 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 every the time you hear it, yeah. Like when you hear those notes, when you hear when you hear those five notes, you know exactly what it is, and you know what it's what what you know what it's representing. It represents yeah. Batman. You know, and that specific Batman, that yes. very specific version of Batman for that amount of time was done by that. That was his soundtrack. Yeah. And you knew exactly what it was as soon as you heard it. Have you ever heard um, Power Gloves cover of it? Uh, I probably have, but living, I, I don't it's, remember it's, right now. it's living proof that that fucking song is metal as fuck. Right? Okay. It's like a metal version of it. Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. yeah. That it, was my ringtone for a while. I didn't know that oh, was that, no, no, you're right. It was. Yeah. That was. Your, I remember that. That was your ringtone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was Power Glove. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, it's Power Glove. As far as I'm, I know it's Power Glove. Like, because there's there's so many of these like video game nerd metal bands now. Yeah. That, that do like Saturday morning covers of their favorite shows and shit, and it's it's so hard to like tell them apart. But I'm like, I want to say I'm like 85% sure that's Power Glove. Yeah. Uh, so I anyway. Could, so anyway, like if if you guys couldn't tell, we're we're huge fans of this movie. This movie changed. Uh, I'll say it's changed my life. It put me on the path to where I am today. Like it, it's one of the one of the one of the movies that that like just caught my attention and never ever let go. Yeah, and and looking back, looking back, I, I I can be critical of its flaws. I I do understand it, but there's plenty of. But it's it, there's no taking away what this movie has done for pop culture, for Batman, for comic book movies, for movies in general. This movie was was it, it's it deserves to be talked talked about, you know, amongst some some of the greats when it when it comes to uh, to pop culture. Like it deserves to be up there with all the James Bond movies. It deserves to be up there with Indiana Jones. It deserves to be up there with Jaws and. And you know stuff like that. You know, not not the best movies ever made, just movies that people actually enjoy and yeah. you know, constantly watch over and over again. There there's certain movies and like same thing with music that like I get very um like you know it's very easy to be the the hipster and like oh that movie's such garbage. It's such popcorn eating garbage. Like because <laughs> I've been I, I've 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 been that guy. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't learn to stop being that stupid after a while. <laughs> and like now it's, I'm, at, I'm, I'm when I watch Batman and I talk about Batman and I meet people who are like, that movie's such trash. It's so goofy. It's so hokey. Like I get real, like you don't like movies, dude. Yeah. Like you don't like a movie. Like, like there's, you could replace Batman with anybody in that movie and replace Joker with anybody else. It's still a fun movie. Like the fact of the matter that this is a Batman movie makes it even cooler. Yeah. Like, this is a fun, cool-as-fuck fucking movie. It's mm-hmm. it's timeless. It's it really still is. cool now. It doesn't... The cool doesn't stave off one bit. Yeah. Like, the badassery is still there. And again, um, like I said during our Batman-Superman review, it's very difficult for me to, um, like, dislike anything Batman. Um when I see it in movies or cartoons, like on screen, yeah. uh, you have, you have to work. You have to work especially hard to fucking make me dislike something Batman. 
Yeah, um, like you you have to fuck it beyond repair. So far, that's um, how good Joe Schumacher was. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, so far in Batman lore, like in all things Batman lore, comic, movies, cartoons, I've disliked two things. Um, I've disliked Bruce Timm's The Killing Joke because of the first half of the movie. Yeah. Um, it's such a fucking just service to his fantasies of Batman fucking Batgirl. Because every time he gets to make a fucking DC animated movie, he makes somebody fuck somebody else. <laughs> he did one with like Harley Robin. Where, like Robin yeah. fucking Harley Quinn. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, what, when did this become Grey's Anatomy? Why is everybody fucking everybody? <laughs> like, it's weird. And, like, I hate that. I hate it. And I'm like, it's the same thing like, when I get those fucking questions. Like, dude, what would you do if, like, tomorrow in the comic books, like, they made Batman gay? I'm like, is he still fighting crime and breaking bones like the badass he's been for the past fucking 80 years? Like, yeah. Okay, I don't care who he's fucking. Like, I don't that's care. Not, that's, not, that's not the story. That's not That's yeah. not like what makes Batman Batman. Yeah, know? like I've never read a Batman comic and said to myself, boy, I sure hope he got some good pussy when he went home. After that. <laughs> I never in my life, dude. Like, I don't yeah. care about these things. So I hate. I hate Bruce Tim making the animated movies because he always finds some weird reason to have Batman and Robin fuck somebody that they shouldn't. It's weird. And the other one I didn't like was Batman and Robin because, like, I watched Joel Schumacher fuck both of them. Yeah. Like, it, it was just <laughs> weird. And, and like, no, it, it, it's, no, it's no offense to Joel Schumacher because, like, here's the thing. Uh, allow me to defend him really quick before we end this. Mm -hmm. um, Joel Schumacher also made Batman Forever. Yeah. And fuck you, that's a cool movie. I love like, Batman Forever. I love is Batman it the Forever. best Batman movie? No. Um, is it a good Batman movie? Yes. It's fun. It's mm -hmm. what the studios wanted. Like, yeah. we went too dark with Batman Returns. We need to sell toys and keep it dark. How can we it do was, that? It still had dark moments. It had its dark yeah. moments. Yeah. And Batman, Batman and Robin Batman. was too far the other way. <laughs> yeah. Way too far. And, like, yeah. it's super unfortunate because, like, one, I really love me some Schwarzenegger. Like, I love me some Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But, like, holy shit. Like, what a fucking just bag of stupid he was in that movie. <laughs> like, do you know who I would fucking kill to see portray Mr. Freeze in a live-action movie? Uh, Christoph Waltz. Yes! <laughs> Christoph Waltz, dude. Yeah. Like, I would love to see him as, like, as the freeze we got in the cartoons. Well, what about Matt Mickelson? Okay, like, here's the thing. <laughs> like, understand me when I tell, understand, I need everybody to understand, because this is a fight we're about to have right now. Mm -hmm. uh, some of y'all are going to want to have, now, not, I don't know about you, but some people are going to want to have this fight with me later. Um, Mads Mickelson is the better Hannibal Lecter, and I don't care. I'm sorry. I know people I'm not gonna are argue with you on that. Like I, I love how people are like, but Anthony Hawkins is no. No, no farva beans and He was can. good. He was good in two movies. Okay. Yeah, thank you. He was thank good you. in two movies. And yes, he is he actor. He's great up until, up until Mads Mickelson. Okay. Like, like, straight up. Sorry. Mads Mads Mickelson sorry, is, not sorry. is really though. And Mads Mickelson is Mr. Freeze. We're almost we're almost undeserving of that. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, would I love Would I love to see it? Absolutely. I think it would be killer. I'd love to see him uh, opposite Robert Pattinson's Batman. I oh my god, dude! Like I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna right now when I'm done with this I'm gonna go sit out there with my wife and I'm gonna tell her, dude, Mads Mikkelsen is Mr. Freeze, yeah. and she's gonna she's gonna sit there and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like why 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 not? Because I was telling her last night I would love to see Christoph Waltz. Um, as Mr. Freeze before fucking Marvel grabs him and makes him Magneto, uh, which I would also love to see. Uh, who, do you I think, think he, who do you think would make a good Joker now? A good Joker? Think, who do you think should play uh, the uh, Joker opposite uh, Opposite Pattinson. Pattinson? Yeah. Um, that's really hard. Um, I know. I, I have somebody in mind. Who? And, I it's, gotta... and it's perfect. And it's perfect. Like, I, I I'm surprised this is this guy isn't on anybody's list to play to play the Joker, Ooh. Bill Skarsgård. It's, Bill it's Skarsgård he, as, he, as, he would, as Joker, like straight he up. He would he would nail it. Uh, I think he would nail it. I think he'd fucking kill it, and it would be um, the funniest irony because mm-hmm. Tim Curry was gonna voice the Joker. Yeah, uh, in the animated series, <laughs> and it? like. I, and, and it's, He's like, it, screw it you, Curry, I'm one up on you. It would be, it, yeah, it would be funny that the 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 guy who played Pennywise ended up being the Joker after all. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a little too close to the hat right now. I think people would just be like, oh, but he's, he's doing his Pennywise. Um, I don't know. There's, there's so many really good people. I'd love to see Daniel Radcliffe um, okay. try his hand at it. Uh, I remember there was talks of Macaulay Culkin for a while, which I thought was weird. Um, I'd be interested in seeing it. I don't think it would be as good. Uh, I think Macaulay Culkin's a stellar actor. I really do. I think he's a very good actor. Yeah. Um, when he's given Joker. Yep. Yeah, but Joker, I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, it's 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 hard to like really like. Pinpoint that, like, who do you guys out there think should play the Joker? Like, opposite it's a, it's a, Robert. It's a really, it's a really tough question because uh, Robert Pattinson is one kind of Batman. We really need, like, yeah. they would really need to, to to do a really good casting to to yeah. match his ability in terms because, of acting. And because let's not like, I understand Twilight, and it's easy to you know pick on him. Like, 2012 wants its target back. I get it. Yeah, um, but. Uh, Robert Pattinson's a tremendous <laughs> Guys, He's, watch The Lighthouse. Straight up. Watch The Lighthouse. Watch the lighthouse. And you'll like, see. You'll shit, see. Dude. So we're going to go ahead and, and wrap this up, man. Um, man, I, I, I just I just enjoy talking about this movie. I can talk about it all, all day. I do too, but, man. There's there's never enough time to talk about Batman. Right. We, we've gone six hours of Batman and we're not done. Like, there's, not there's, done so, much, there's yeah. so much Batman to talk about. Like, it's it's... It's next we'll, to impossible, man. You know. So, so we'll eventually get back to to Batman, maybe in in a in a future installment. But uh, for right now, we're gonna go ahead and call it a a bat day, and uh, and we'll till till next week, guys. I'm Will. I'm Bob, and on the outside, we're smiling, but on the inside, we're crying. 